Welcome to Christian Faith Center. We're a church that meets in multiple locations. If you'd like to know more about our church, just head to our website, experiencecfc.com. Thanks for joining us. I mean, it's great to be in the house of the Lord. Can you say amen? I turned it on. All right. You know, although in the last 15 years, I, I, I tallied up all the sermons that I preached to you. Do you know there are uh, almost 1,300 messages that I have preached to you over 15 years? I'm, su- I'm surprised more of you aren't saved. But this is a very significant moment, and I'm so grateful that you are a part of it. And to have some of my dearest friends in ministry uh, to fly in here to be a part of our Legacy Night and this installation service. You have no idea what it means to Kelly and I personally. Um, what a great day. I'm going to ask Kelly to just share her heart with us. And we're going to get going something really, really powerful and exciting that will mark our movement going forward. So go ahead, hon. Well, good morning. I'm only going to take a moment because I never steal time from a great preacher. It's a good rule of thumb. But I just want to greet you and once again have the opportunity to thank you for all of the wonderful years that we have spent as the senior pastors and now as the legacy pastors. So we're really excited about that. We love each and every one of you. And today is such a special day. Um, It's a proud moment for me to have watched all these years as Pastor Jordan and Pastor Amanda have grown into the people of God that they are. And it is our extreme honor to pass the baton today. And so congratulations, you are here on the best Sunday ever. And we love you. God bless you. Thank you. And if you don't mind just staying up uh, with me just for a moment, how many recognize the Bible says the lamb slain from the foundation of the world? That alone speaks to how much God loves you and I. Before we were created... God knew that he was going to need to sacrifice his one and only son. Look at your neighbor and say, you are loved. Mm -hmm. Look at your other neighbor and say, you look good for everything you've been through. Go ahead. Okay, work with me. Before God created the heavens and the earth, how many in the house believe God knew this moment was going to happen? And while this might have surprised some of you, it did not surprise Almighty God. We are right in the center of the will of God. If you believe that, let's give the Lord a great big hand. (laughs) Today I want to talk to you about the mantle, the appointment, the baton, and the challenge. But just before I do, um, I'm going to invite our, our spiritual kids, our new senior pastor, Actually, my pastor, and Pastor Jordan, my pledge to you is I will be the most high-maintenance person in your church. How many know I'm capable of that? Those 1 a.m. calls, son, mm -hmm. would you welcome, would you stand to your feet, and would you welcome Pastor Jordan and Amanda to the stage?
And you know, last night, how I didn't know anything that was... And you know what that did to me internally? I lost most of my hair because I had no idea what you had planned. So why don't you have a seat if you would. I'd like to begin my message before I even get into the Word of God. I want to honor you, son. And my wife is going to honor you. Um, we, we, we've had probably seven years now <laughs> that we've been dreaming about this moment. Seven years. Biblical succession. Not because we have to, but because we get to. And I just want to say very few pastors get to do something of eternal consequence through the lens of biblical succession. And if you would just scoot forward just a little bit. And uh, son, I, I want to give you just a couple of, of... It's like the some of these gifts, I liked them so much, I almost kept them. <laughs> but son, the first gift I want to give you is a really cool hat. I want to look at you to look at the logo on the front. And it represents the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. It represents you having the mind of Christ. It represents not self-thoughts, but God-thoughts toward you. There will be times in your ministry that you will feel inadequate, <laughs> if you're anything like me anyway, and not know what to do. But you can trust the mind of Christ. Garnish your walk with God. Flourish in your walk with God. Also, um, and this is really cool. I didn't, I didn't almost keep these because they won't fit. Um, size 16. And Pastor Jordan, I'd like to, for you to open those. Here, I'll hold your hat. Maybe I'll keep it. I won't. Okay, that represents the gospel of peace. And may every step of your life reflect humility, reflect the feet of Christ. God has called you to walk where very few pastors will walk. And a lot of that you inherited from me. You'll be criticized by the people that you love. Pastors will criticize you. And what I have learned, the larger your life gets, the larger your ministry gets, the larger your church gets, more critics. But don't allow someone that does not have a dream try to destroy your dream. Because God will give you a dream. And, and would you set those wherever you'd like to? I, I'm most excited about the, uh, the next gift. And Pastor Jordan, um, my son, from the depths of my heart, I present this to you. I told him before service there's going to be blood. Press the, ma the magic button there. There you go. Yeah. See, son, in some fights, I needed that. So, <laughs> But can I handle it just for a moment? Uh, Pastor Jordan, this is specially made by a world-renowned artist. There's not another one in the world like this. 
And um, the metal that was used on the blade is Damascus metal. And I want you to never forget the Damascus Road experience that you had with the Lord. And I charge you with everything I am in your life that may this knife represents the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, but may thousands of people experience a Damascus Road encounter with the Lord. So I I don't want you to shut this yet, but just maybe I'll I'll hold it. I want to read a scripture. (laughs) I'm going to talk about fathers and sons today, but there is a very powerful father and son relationship in the Word of God. New Testament, not Old Testament, New Testament. Paul and his son Timothy. And uh, let me read this with this knife in my hands. The Bible says in Acts chapter... How many believe the Word of God? Acts chapter 16, verse 3. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in the area, for they knew that his father was a Greek. I got you. (laughs) And my wife, Kelly, I'm sorry I ruined your moment. I know. But it was either the circumcision or right up on my dirt bike. So I I don't know. But my wife would like to honor. Listen, my wife would like to honor the first lady of Christian Faith Center. Pastor Amanda. I'm going to just read the card um, that I wrote to you because it has all the words that I wanted to say, but I wanted to give this to you in posterity. My love, the one gift that I have always seen in you is that love is expressed through how kind you are. You're one of the kindest people I've ever known. And so in that bag, there's a beautiful plaque for your new office about kindness from Mother Teresa, but let me read this to you and then I'll speak a scripture over you. (laughs) Darling Amanda, on this God-ordained day, I pass on to you the mantle of love for the body of Christ. I am supremely confident you will wear it with kindness and strength. Two qualities that are very evident in you already. They will increase in scope, scale, and abundance as you and Pastor Jordan lead this movement. I bless you, my love, in everything your hands touch and that all of your desires would come true. And here's the scripture. John chapter 15, verses 9 through 11. Jesus talking, he says, I love you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands. For I live nourished and empowered by his love. May God always nourish you and empower you with his love. And you are so powerful in the best way. 
My purpose for telling you these things is so that your joy will fill your heart with overflowing gladness. That will be my prayer for you every day, that love will lead you and joy will fill your heart. I couldn't love you anymore if I'd birthed you. (laughs) And son, words can't express the respect and admiration I have for you as a man of God. And as your knife says, you will wield the word of God so well. You're skilled. And many, 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 many thousands will come into the kingdom because of the two of you. And I bless you and I honor you. Y'all can be seated. How many think in the second service, Kelly should give Pastor Amanda the flowers first? I I, I feel like I ruined a moment. I want to talk to you today about the mantle, the appointment, the baton, and the challenge. The mantle. The mantle is mentioned 32 times in the Word of God. Not once, snuck in there. But 32 times in the Word of God, the mantle is mentioned. In the natural, a mantle is a garment, a cloak, a covering. But how many recognize in the Spirit, it represents so much more? In the Spirit, the mantle represents the calling, the charge, the ministry, and the anointing of God. And I'd like to look at two examples today. I'd like to look, first of all, Moses and Joshua. Um, before Moses ascended Mount Nebo, at the finish of his ministry, he laid his hands, listen closely, on his assistant, Joshua. His assistant, Joshua. And God's Spirit fell upon Joshua along with the mantle of the very authority of Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him. Now listen very closely. So the people of Israel obeyed him just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Another example is Elijah and Elisha. But I found an interesting verse. We all understand when Elijah went up, the mantle came down. But listen to what 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 19 and 21 says. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over him to him and threw his cloak, his mantle, across his shoulders and then walked away. 
He found a son. He found an assistant working hard, plowing in a field. The Bible says he threw his cloak across his shoulders and he walked away. Verse 21. So Elisha returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. As his assistant. When Elijah ascended to God at the end of his ministry, he dropped his, his mantle to the ground and his assistant, Elisha, picked it up and the spirit of Elijah came upon him. Not just the mantle, but the spirit of Elijah came upon him. Do you know that Scripture records that Elisha did twice the amount of miracles that Elijah did? Biblical succession. Pastor Jordan's son, today a mantle will fall upon you in the Spirit. A mantle from God will fall upon you. And it will represent the calling the charge, the ministry, and the very anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Um, And it is my earnest prayer. My earnest prayer. That you will far supersede my calling, my charge, my ministry, and my anointing. Next, I want to talk to you about the appointment. The appointment. As I prayed over this second point, I I was led by the Holy Spirit to the Saul of the Old Testament, Israel's first king. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 15 through 17. Now the Lord had told Samuel the previous day, about this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him, anoint him to be the leader of my people, Israel. He will rescue them from the Philistines. For I've looked down on my people in mercy and have heard their cry. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said, that's the man I told you about. He will rule my people. Saul's appointment was to reign over Israel as king. God had charted every step in his life for this moment. God had taken Saul through hardship, through pain, through trial and tribulation for this appointment. God had protected Saul from the devil for this appointment. Nothing or no one could keep Saul from his appointment because his appointment came from Almighty God. Pastor Jordan, my son, 
Every step of your life has led you to this appointment. This is a defining moment in your lives. Every step of your life. God has taken you through every trial, every tribulation, every hardship for this moment. You shouldn't even be alive today. Why did God spare my life over six inches from being aborted? Why did God spare your life over and over and over back in the stupid days? How many know what I'm talking about? For this moment. God protected you from the devil and God protected you from yourself for this moment. Nothing or no one can stop you from this appointment. Why? Because this appointment comes from Almighty God. If you believe that, can we put our hands together and just say, thank you, Jesus. Biblical succession. Pastor Jordan, my son, today you will step into your appointment. By the way, with every appointment, there's an anointment that follows that. Because the will of God in your destiny is impossible in the natural. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how handsome you are. I don't care how many muscles you have. The will of God and God's purpose and destiny for your life is impossible without Him. With every appointment, there's a fresh new anointment that follows that. Next, I want to talk about the baton. The baton. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27 says, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs? Everyone runs. But only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Pastor Jordan and Amanda, run to win. Daddy taught me second place is first place loser. That does not apply to the Raiders, by the way. Thank you. I love you back there. Two Raiders fans. Three? There we go. Do I hear four? Actually, Pastor John, stand up real John, stand up real quick. Six years sober. Can we give him a great big hand? Come on. Woo! I baptized that boy in Oroville, California. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. I think the Apostle Paul is writing. He wants you to start riding bicycles with me again, son. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. Every step has consequence. Every step. He said, I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should do. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might become 
disqualified. And then in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Every new level requires a new sacrifice. Matter of fact, the higher you get up the, the, the ladder, the more of your personal preferences matter. Your concern is about the body. Your concern is about God. Your concern is about the lost. But he says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. It's very interesting. um, As a young preacher 30 years ago, um, I really thought that the call of God, the ministry, my life was a sprint. And Kelly and I sprinted very well. Pastor Lee and Jody are here from Arizona. You know all about how hard we ministered, how long we worked, how fast we ran. And uh, we had a pretty tired church, but man, we, we reached thousands for Jesus. <laughs> Baptized 800 people in the Colorado River in three years in our first church. Think about that for a moment. Colorado River, raging river, baptized 800 people in three years. We lost like 10 or 12 of them in the current. We found them a half a mile down the shore. But I used to think that life and ministry was a sprint. And then I matured a little bit. And uh, I adopted this philosophy that ministry and life, the call of God, it's not really a sprint. It's a marathon. Pace yourself. Don't burn out, but burn on. But about the last five years, I matured a little bit. I no longer believe that ministry, life, the call of God upon your life, it's not a sprint. And I don't believe that it's a marathon. I believe it's a relay race. I believe it's a relay race. And I have a very sacred baton that is now in my home. Fifteen years ago, Pastor and Sister Bueller, and you were here, would you stand up just for a moment? Can we give Pastor and Sister Bueller a great big hand? <laughs> now, can I, I tell, I'll tell you a little inside. Pastor and Sister Bueller, they, they pastored this church for 27 years, senior pastors backslid and went into the network office as superintendents for 14 years. And uh, they were always statesmen. and They were suit and tie people. Pastor Dave, you remember that. They were suit and tie people. Beautiful Sister B. I talked. I don't know how I did this. It's my claim to fame in ministry. I talked Pastor Bueller to come to church on my installation Sunday in sweats. Yes, I did. Fifteen years ago in the presence of 300 people, he ran down that center aisle and he placed a baton in my hand. 
the son, the baton that is going to be placed in your hand. Um, One of the most amazing people in our church, Peter Weiss, made this. But before I place this baton, baton in your hands, I want to let you know something, that many races, relay races, they're lost in the last pass. It doesn't matter how well the first, second, or third runner did. They could be leading by 10 yards, but if you fumble the final hand off, you lose the race. You see, in doing due diligence and working a succession plan for seven years, um, I discovered that there is a crisis in mega churches in handing off the baton. Either the senior leader isn't willing to hand it off, this is mine. Like, like somehow they think the church belongs to them. How many recognize the church does not belong to me? It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Jesus Christ. Every pastor is an interim pastor. So that's why there's a crisis in mega churches. That pastor, I just, re- I'm going to. Or they pass the baton to the wrong runner. But I'm so grateful Pastor Jordan was not born again here with a silver spoon in his mouth. And I want you to hear this. He is a servant leader. And the bigger your church gets, it just means there's more feet to wash. He started his ministry at CFC licking envelopes being the custodian, cleaning toilets, vacuuming. Became a youth sponsor. And then a young adult leader. He tried to to leave Kelly and I and go to a Bible college somewhere else. And the daddy just had had to say, son, absolutely not. (laughs) Credential with the Assemblies of God. We planted two churches under their leadership. Both churches blew up. There's not a stranglehold. We're not going to fumble it. Not passing it to the wrong person. Passing it to the right person. But Pastor Jordan, would you, would you join me on stage? Pastor Jordan, I understand this looks so beautiful, so clean. But I want you to look through the lens of the Spirit. I want all of you to look through the lens of the Spirit. This is stained with blood. I understand Pastor Bueller put the baton in my hand. And oh, I get I'm putting the baton in your hand. But this baton started in the nail-pierced hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. That blood that sets you free... That blood that changes everything. Oh yeah, it started in the nail-pierced hands of the Lord 2,000 years ago. And then it was passed to the early church. And century after century to, to men and women of God filled with the Spirit of God. It was passed to Pastor Bueller. It was passed to me 15 years ago. And son, today, I pass this baton 
to you. I want you to look. I honor you, Pastor. Bring it in. Have a seat, please. Feels good to command him. I know this will be the last time. Um, there are some very significant men of God, women of God as well, with us today. Um, I'm going to introduce them and ask them to join me on the stage. Um, first of all, I, I want to introduce um, um, someone that poured into my life in the very formative years of ministry, uh, Pastor Lee and Jody Metcalf. Um, all the crazy things that you guys have suffered through over the last 15 years, don't blame me. I learned them from Pastor Lee. It's a wonder that we'll, we're still credentialed, isn't it? But Pastor, Pastor Lee poured into my life when I was driving from Prescott to Phoenix to Bible College. I was a youth sponsor. He was a youth pastor. I, I so admired him. As a matter of fact, I, I, he's got a unique accent when he talks and preaches. And I tried my hardest to mimic that. Matter of fact, some of the people there in Arizona, they called me uh, Pastor Lamont, Lee and Monty. He's, a, he's, truly a, he's truly a hero of mine and one of the most significant people in my life. Would you, would you welcome Pastor Lee? And uh, Jody, would you come on up too, please? Next, uh, I, I would like to welcome someone that is very significant in this area and beyond. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, you know I'm a Starbucks guy. Remember I confessed sin? I confessed I had a drinking problem. Takes me three cups of coffee just to make it to Starbucks. I was driving through Starbucks, a little barista. She said, hey, Pastor Monty, I want to let you know something. You're no longer the greatest preacher in, in, uh, in Idaho. And I said, oh, yeah? Who beat me out? She said, well, I've been going to Harvest Life Church, and Pastor Dave is a better preacher than you. <laughs> and then I went and dedicated property or a building or something. I heard, I heard his wife, Pastor Shara, preach. Their daughter, Bethany. So I think I'm like maybe the fifth best preacher in Idaho now. Would you welcome Pastor Dave Whaley, Harvest Life Church. Man of God. guys know I have a little bit of a crazy lifestyle, racing motorcycles, bicycles, 61 and I still fall and break bones. Life is so good. But on a, a bicycle forum on Facebook, I connected with someone from New York, fellow cyclist. And out of that connection on Facebook, on a cycling forum, has developed one of the most important relationships in my life. 
Dr. Spencer, Rhonda, men and women of God. They pastor a church that is making a difference all around the world. I don't even know how many campuses you have now. When they flew us out to minister in, in New York, it was so cool. It was a Sunday that they launched a campus just right up the road. Where, where is that? In Ithaca. And I was able to just apostolically play, pray over their son. And, and uh, God is good. Would you welcome Dr. Michael and Rhonda Spencer? And I don't know who has the microphone. Pastor Lee does. And I, I've asked them if God would give them a, a word. They want to prophesy, word of knowledge, of scripture, to speak over our pastors, Pastor Jordan and Amanda. So, Pastor Lee, please. Sis, I'm not sure. Oh, Ron. Pastor Mike, I just want to say, first of all, thank you uh, for doing this well and handing off the baton. And you're correct. A lot of churches uh, we see don't do it well or in the right timing, the right person, but you've done it well, and we appreciate that so much, uh, that you've done a great job, and you and Pastor uh, Monty, you and Kelly have just done an amazing job these last 15 years in uh, ministry here and in your lifetime, and just looking forward to the days ahead, but I just felt like, Pastor Jordan, when you got up and you stood up this morning, when you first came up after worship, and you just talked about being a new season, and I just felt like the Lord put in my heart that it is a new season. It's a new season of acceleration. Wow. I believe it's a season of acceleration of what God is going to do. In First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32, he talks about the sons of Issachar that knew the times and they had understanding and they knew what to do. And I believe that the Lord is going to put that in your life, you and Amanda, that you're going to know what to do in this season, in this time. He's not only accelerating things in your life and in this day, but for this congregation. And I think Pastor Kelly said it last night, hang on. And I think you just need to uh, hang on, get ready uh, for the ride. Pastor Monty's built the foundation. He's set you up. He's set up this congregation for the days ahead. But I believe that acceleration in the decree that God is going to bring restoration of his people not only in this city, but in the cities, that all the campuses that this church represents, there's going to be an acceleration of restoring his people and what he wants to do in the lives of people. And it's going to be exciting the days ahead to see what's going to happen. And I would say it's not going to be in the, the ways uh, nobody can follow Pastor Monty. I mean, I thought, who can follow him? It's going to be a different season, different way, different day. Things are going to be a little different. And it's not just for you, Pastor Jordan, but as a congregation, I believe that God's put together a team. He's put together a people. And it's going to be amazing what happens through this church in impacting this nation and even around the world. The days ahead are going to be filled with the glory of God. Pastor Jordan and Amanda, there shall come a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of God, and his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, 
nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge. And in the name of Jesus, I'm so thankful that out of the natural, out of the natural, out of brokenness, a rod has come forth. And the Son of God has been revealed in you. And the Son of God will flow through you. And it will be marvelous in all of our eyes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Is it possible that I could pray, lay hands on you? Is that all right? You and your spouse, if you just come to the bottom. Actually, come on up. Kelly, join. You don't mind? Because we are going to pray over them in just a moment. So, yes. I like to look in your eyes, so you have to stay on the bottom step. (laughs) Amen. I'm not much of a prophesier. Move more in the word of knowledge, gifts of healing, working of miracles. But I woke up at four this morning with a word in my spirit. The Lord says that even though last week you were installed as a senior pastor, as the baton has been passed today, there is a shifting in the spirit. It's not just a shifting in intellect or capability or philosophy, but in the spirit realm, in the realm of God, there is a shift in the spirit realm in you. And this cannot be accomplished by man. This is by the baton passing and the anointing and the call that God has on your life. In that, God is saying, protect the fire. You are magnetized. There is a gift in you that is very rare across the country. And in that gifting, there is a magnetization. And what's going to happen is you're going to have many voices starting to come to you. They're voices of not small stature. They're voices of larger churches and mega churches. And they're going to actually be drawn to you. And they're going to be drawn not always in the correct manner. And this is where the discerning of spirits is going to be necessary to rise at a new level in your life, which has happened today because of the switch. And in that, voices are going to come that you can grow the church this way and it will get larger. You're going to be able to do this and it will get larger. But the Lord says, I saved you out of a dark place and I put a fire in your spirit, a fire of the Holy Ghost with the gifts of God. And in that fire, you must protect it Because even these voices that would seem to be nice and beautiful, they're going to come and even with the philosophy of man and church to steal the fire. But God is saying that in this last third great outpouring of his Holy Spirit, he is raising up men and women of God of stature. And you've got the height. But in your spirit. Yeah. Amen. That is going to burn that you've not even had before. Today, I lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. And I release a fresh impartation of the gifts of God. Fire in Jesus' name. Let the fire of God so burn in his spirit. I activate the gifts. The Father, miracles, signs, and wonders, this place will be known as. That it will be that drawing card in the spirit. That it will not be just another plan and another way to grow a church. But God, it will be as it was in the book of Acts. The church was added to daily. Then it multiplied that Jesus, your name will be glorified. 
So Lord, I pray that he'll be able to clearly discern the voices and separate himself even from those that others would want to gather around to protect the fire for the third great outpouring of your spirit, that last great revival to bring in the greatest harvest. Amen. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed, daughter. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. You guys can be seated. Pastor Jordan and Amanda, I'd like for you to stay. Finally, I want to talk to you about the challenge. going to close today with my final challenge to you, the people, the wonderful people of Christian Faith Center. As you have followed Kelly and I, follow Pastor Jordan and Amanda. As you have loved Kelly and I, love Pastor Jordan and Amanda. As you have been faithful, the most faithful people, as you have been faithful and loyal to Kelly and I. Be faithful and loyal to Pastor Jordan and Amanda. As you have guarded the unity and the anointing upon Kelly and my life and ministry, guard the unity and the anointing upon the Hodges' lives and ministry. And uh, perhaps most of all, as you have been so gracious with Kelly and I and our children and our children, be gracious to Pastor Jordan, Amanda, Jeremiah, and Jabin. And as you have partnered with Kelly and I, I challenge you to partner with Pastor Jordan and Amanda. Let's reach the world for Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Well, what do we even say after that? We're so honored, Pastor Monty and Kelly. We are so excited. We love you guys with all of our hearts. We just want you to hear, church, that we love you. And with all that is in us, we will follow the call of God, the continuation of the vision of God. And we will serve you with all of our strength. And we believe with all of our heart, the best is yet to come. Would you stand to your feet? We just want to pray over you. What a special moment. Thank you, each one of you that came. I just want us to remember this moment as a church. Maybe we can even just stretch our hands out in front of us. And let's just receive what the Lord has for us in this moment as a church. Only God knows what the days ahead hold. But I know this, 
It's going to involve the lost found, the kingdom advancing, and God revealing himself to many. Father, we love you so much. And we just receive all that you have for us in this moment, Lord. We bless these people in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for each one of them. Even those that are here for the first time today, God, we just bless them. And we thank you for everything that you've done over the last 15 years. You have grown this church. You have established this people. And Lord, we just pray that your will would continue to be done. That your kingdom would continue to come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the land. Give us the cities that you've placed us. Give us the lost, Lord. Manifest yourself in power. And we believe you, Lord, for the greatest days that we've ever seen to be in our near future. Build your church. Save the lost. Heal the found. And may people be loved to life like never before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. We love you so, so much. And we're excited about the days to come. Amen? Amen. Hey, you're not going to want to miss next weekend. Bring somebody with you. Got a message that I cannot wait to share. And uh, we will be out in the lobby and would love to shake your hand. Our pastors will be in the lobby. If you're looking to take your next step or be baptized, want to encourage you to sign up. We're going to be doing baptisms at our revival night on June 9th. And so you can sign up at the next step table. God bless you guys. We will see you next week.